taking off in five, four, three, two. Yo, 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 yo. It's your boy T.O. as you know. It's your boy O-Rain, real name, no games, no gimmicks. Yo, it's the motherfucking Vade Podcast, the one-stop shop for everything TV, me and a film related, along with any of the goddamn thing you want to talk about, coming to you live, direct, Proof Concept Studios, what in the fuck is up? Dude, I thought I lost you there for a sec, I was, you went silent on me, I couldn't, am I, am I delayed on you? <laughs> I couldn't figure it out, I was worried. No, no, I just had some uh, uh, power outage issues, so oh, it, was, uh, it was temporary, yeah, I had to get my lighting right, I had to get my lighting right. <laughs> Alright, well, you're coming in super right, I should have had you colored, just because uh, you, you've got the uh, the very... Uh, stern red. It's almost like I'm looking at you know you know how they do like flashbacks sometimes, like where it's all like hazy and shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what I look like right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just one big flashback is what's uh, what's going on with you. Um, what's good? It's man? a flashback episode of the Fade Podcast, man. All is well. <laughs> Listen, my my, yeah. my team is undefeated. Okay, uh, I got I got yeah. a new show popping off on Netflix, which has just been uh, fun to watch. Oh, what's um, popping on off on Netflix? Oh, listen, uh, you know, should we just get into like this week next week? Because yeah, like, I mean, do that's going to be my this listen, week. Let's, hey. let's do it. Hey, look, man, hey. we play no games here on the Fade Podcast. Listen, we're moving fast. We're efficient. We're not bullshitting today on the Fade yeah, Podcast. Yeah, 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 uh, this it. week, you know, I'm on the uh, I'm on the popularity ship right now, right? Like, you know, if I, was, I was scrolling through Netflix the other day. And I was like, let me see what America's watching. And what is America watching? A Korean TV show and that is Squid Games. This show is phenomenal so far. Like, yo, there's been a lot of dope shit coming out of Korea lately. Uh, I just bought something on Amazon that was made in Korea. This show is also made in Korea. Um, very creative, very unique, visually stunning. Um, the, I'm an anime fan, right? And I think one of the things that you notice whenever you're watching like like Korean or Japanese TV shows that are obviously like dubbed over with like American voices is like the acting is still very like animated, um, as you'll find in like your 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 favorite anime TV show, whatever it may be. For me, Yu Yu Hakusho might be Bleach, it might be One Punch Man, Attack on Titan, whatever you like. Um, but it, it's just been a fun show to watch. It's interesting. It's creative. It's quirky. Um, I'm addicted. I'm going to watch every episode probably over the course of the next one or two days. Um, so yeah, that's, that has been what I've been doing this week. Yeah. Uh, so, so what is, what is squid games about? Cause I've been hearing a lot about it, but I have no idea what the fuck it is. It is like, take a, let's take a chat, like any challenge show that you might watch on TV, whether it be like Ninja warrior uh, uh, Titan Games, Real World Road Rules Challenge, whatever, right? And you pair that with like an actual TV show where there's actually like writing and scripting and character development build, and a world build, building around it. Um, that's kind of like what this is. So in Squid Wait, Games. So how, do, how does that... Well, anyways, I'm sorry. You're about to tell me yeah. how, how that works. Yeah. So, <laughs> proceed. so in Squid Games, right? It, it's, it's not like a challenge show. It's, it's very much a TV show. But what you're watching in the show is like these adults who are all not necessarily being held prisoner, um, but they've <laughs> essentially signed up for this very, very dangerous show because the reward is just so great. There's so much money that they're... Uh, that they stand to win if they survive, you know, certain death um, by competing in this like 
in this game, right? And, and what's interesting about it is like these games are very much kid games. You know, it's like capture the flag, uh, red light, green light. Um, you know, like like little little kids games. Where you you got to color it. You got to color this whole color book in three minutes. And if you don't, you'll get shot in the head. Like little things Jesus, like that. So it's what? Yeah, it, it's very very violent, very very brutal, but at the same time maintains a certain like. Uh, theatricality to it, right? Theatricality and deception, as as Bane would say. Um, it, it's just it's fun to watch and it's very creative. It's like it's hard to turn off. Yeah, um, yeah, that's weird. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I got to check it out. I guess instead of asking you for the uh, the rundown on the show, I just got to fucking watch the show. Yeah, but I, I just, you, I you know, know what I've been big on lately. Yeah, and I'm sorry to cut you. No, I've fine. been big on like just one episode. You know, like mm. we, I found so many things. I used to be very picky about what I watched because I was like, you know what? Like if I pick something to watch, I want to be able to watch the whole season. I want to be able to dedicate, like I want to find something that's good enough for me to dedicate my time to. But lately I've been like, you know, I'm going to give everything one episode. Um, I, I feel like that's worth my time. And I may find like a gem that I would have otherwise turned down because it's like, Oh, the show only has one season. That means that even if I do like it, I'll only be able to watch season one. And I like to watch a show that has at least like two or three seasons, right? But now I'm just like, it doesn't matter. It's one season, and I'll give I'll give it one episode. You know, you might find something you like. Yeah, I don't necessarily adapt. I, I like I I think I would want to adopt this this philosophy, but the problem is is that. I don't have a lot of time to sit and pay attention to like one thing. Usually I survive by um, uh, putting something on that I'm very kind of familiar with, like, you know, how we always talk about the office or maybe I'll have like some old school wrestling or just something that I don't really have to pay attention to. But that is still there nonetheless, um, because I'm usually working or doing something at the same time. And so for the things that I actually like want to sit and watch, it's kind of like I have to be sure that this is something that I want to actually commit my time to. Otherwise, um, I will be kind of mad at myself for, <laughs> for choosing to, to watch this thing. Um, like I've, I've there's been plenty of shows where I've started it, um, whether it's best based on recommendations from other people or that I just kind of like randomly found that I started. And I'm like, nope, this is not for me. And I, you know, I but my problem is, is that because I've already made that commitment. I have to like see it through. Uh, and I think that see, that is where we yeah. differ, right? For, for me, sure, it's yeah. like, and, I and can, way, uh, can you, can you move to the right again for me a little bit? Yeah, my yeah, bad. So go. like for me, I can commit to one episode mm-hmm. and be very much fine. Like walking away from the table. If that first episode didn't like do it for me. Right. Yeah. But the, 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 the great thing about that is like, you know, sometimes you, you just look at a show and you'll, you know, judge a book by its cover right or judge the show by its you know content cover on netflix or hulu or whatever you're watching right i'll read the bio i'll look at who's in it i'm like ah maybe this is not something i want to watch but again lately i've been like you know i'll give everything one episode and i've found some some like really good shows like squid games i mean when i watched the trailer for it i was like oh this is a korean show they're gonna do like the voiceover shit and i hate voiceover shit so at first i was like "Ah, i'm not gonna watch it but then I came back to it and I was like, you know what? I'll give this thing one episode and now I'm six episodes in. So, you know, it's been, it's been worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'm, I'm on the same tip, but alas, uh, since we are on some this week, next week, shit. Uh, first thing I want to kind of mention is I didn't even fucking know that they had, a. Uh, 
a Willy Wonka film in the uh, in the pipeline. Um, yeah, I, I I I literally just wanted to mention it that if you weren't fucking aware that there's a there's a Wonka movie on the way uh, from from uh, from Warner Brothers. Uh, I can and, tell you now. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna see this movie. It hasn't why, even been why made yet. Why is that? Why is that? Because I don't give a fuck about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Okay. All right. I just fair, I just fair don't enough. like. That's I didn't fair. care about the first movie. Wait, 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 wait. Like the old one? Like the old one? Like the one back in the day? Yeah, I didn't really get get, get the. I I, I don't even. I'm so. I'm so riled up right now. I don't even have the words. Are you fucking kidding me? Did you really love. Did you love Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory as a kid? Uh, uh, what's there to not love? Uh, 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 the golden tickets. Uh, uh, Violet turns cool. into a blue ass, a big ass blueberry. Uh, 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 Viola gets uh, dumped. Smallpox. <laughs> is is that how smallpox look? You just you 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 blow up into a, a how I would imagine it look, which is why I never got it. I, is, didn't, I didn't want which it. Which is exactly like why it. they call it smallpox, right? Um, uh, but you know, the, there's just so many. The, the entire place is fucking made up of candy. The, the fucking everlasting gobstoppers. The I mean, like what? What do you? What is the thing you don't like? What is what is wrong with you? You don't like so you don't like chocolate. Um, you don't like intolerant. Willy Wonka, yo, this guy. I don't didn't look, trust I, him. Are you? You're on the terrorist list, aren't you? You're, That's I know Willy the, Wonka. I know Kelly. the NSA. We, the NSA is looking yeah. You got to watch out for yeah. This, I, I was never. <laughs> I was always taught somebody roll up to you, but oh, I got some chocolate, little kid. No, Stranger Danger. That's what Willy Wonka reminded me of. We just saw R. Kelly get indicted. This is has has R. Kelly vibes. I don't like it. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess uh, I guess you and your daughter aren't going to go Watch out, anytime kids. soon. Yeah. No, no, no treatment for these guys. <laughs> um, but anyways, I just wanted to mention that I didn't even know. Uh, and apparently, um, so Timothy Chalamet, who's uh, who's going to obviously be in the upcoming uh, Dune movie, which I can't fucking wait, comes out in October. Holy shit! October is going to be that month, dude. It's going to be a wild month. It's going to be a wild month. Yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna be pissed at me when I say. Yeah, not interested in doing either. Yeah, 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 I know. I mean, I'll uh, watch it. I'll uh, watch it. You and the rest but, of the four people in America who uh, aren't looking forward to Doom can kick rocks because this movie's yeah. gonna fucking be crazy. Um, you know who I saw in uh, the upcoming Willy Wonka movie though that I was uh, a, a really interesting casting was um, the actor who played Mr. Bean. Uh, I forget his name, but I'm hoping. Yeah, yeah. You can uh, wasn't it like really Owen? No. Uh, Rowan Atkinson, I believe is his name. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty. Um, it's good to see him again. Everyone yeah. loves Mr. Bean. Everybody loves Mr. Bean. I wonder what he's playing though. Who's going to be playing Wonka? I'm guessing it's going to be Timothy Chalamet. I guess as a young Wonka. I don't know. Uh, but this is supposed to basically be a prequel to to the uh, to the to the Wonka, Wonka films that we've seen. Apparently, um, I loved Willy Wonka. I, I was not a fan of the Johnny Depp one. I thought that was uh, creepy. Uh, if you want to talk about hey, R. Kelly wait, level, so this, we might. This will be the third one. This would be essentially the third one, but this is a prequel to, I guess, the other two. Gotcha. But there are three of these things. Yeah, there was the one that came out back in the day, in like I guess the seventies or eighties, maybe. Uh, and then there's the uh, one by Johnny Depp that came out in like two thousand five, two thousand six, somewhere around there. I want to say. One too many. <laughs> yeah, I no, I agree. They should not have come out with the uh... three too many, actually. If I, <laughs> for, for being honest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, fair enough. Um, 
so anyways uh so and it, you know i'd be remiss I, i'd be remiss i don't how the fuck do you even smell remiss is it r-e-m-i-s-e is that remiss is that what we uh was it yeah r-e-m i yeah yeah or is it a double i i'd be remiss if i didn't uh we didn't touch on the whole jaded will thing look um the quick thing i want to say about this is you know what's the term that everybody hoodwinked bamboozled and then I forget the rest of it. But uh, but basically, I feel like we've been tricked. Right. Because when, you know, this whole red table talk thing came about and, you know, uh, Jada was talking to Will about an entanglement with some fucking singer, dude. I don't know. Um, uh, August Will, Alcina. Oh, there you go. Um, I'm, I'm glad to know you're so intimately involved in this <laughs> affair. But uh, what? Uh, he, he had some hits. He's a good singer. What do you what, name? Name me one. What's one hit? Uh, I love this shit. Remember that song? Like, and I love this shit. And I, two o'clock and I'm faded. This Kush feeling amazing. No? Uh, that was his, like, I was like, I was like, a hit, boy. Like, what you like, mean? Like, in 2014? Like Wayne, that joint was banging. Like Wayne said, never heard of it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so, you know, we, we were deceived because all we saw was Will Smith crying at one end of the table and Jada talking on the other. Uh, and every, all the memes started and um, we, everybody's feeling bad because of, you know, what the fuck is an entanglement and but just say you cheated because you cheated. Um, meanwhile, they were fucking in a non-monogamous relationship. And I always get this backwards for some reason. I always think that monogamy means that you're with one person right that's what the monogamy means mm-hmm. right okay mono mono one i got you um but they were not in a monogamous relationship uh, according to uh will now um saying that he's had his own fucking tryst i guess if you, if you want to say um and i feel deceived man i don't give a fuck what they do but i just i feel like all of that was just for content you know no so here's what happened you misunderstood. Oh, oh, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So, their relationship has long known to have been like you know uh, an open relationship, right? Of sure. Not necessarily like a polygamous relationship because polygamy is like where like one man has two wives, or uh, or generally one man has two wives, right? Um, so well, it got to be the man. Why can't it be the woman? Because uh, it's generally. Well, I say generally because it could be the other way around, but generally we don't all live in Utah, Rain. Fuck. Yeah, it's, uh, Salt Lake City is a great city. Um, so when they went on the you know red table talk and they had like Will and Jada had their conversation, what they were talking about was not necessarily uh, the structure of their relationship, but it was like you know um, uh, the the infidelity in their relationship, right? Which like let's say you're dating someone and you and your partner have an agreement that like okay we're allowed to see other people as long as we communicate that with each other and we're in agreement right that is an agreement between two people um what they were talking about on, around on the red table was when jada had this like extramarital relationship that will was unaware of and that they didn't agree to so that is cheating right so it's like if we agree yeah, to the thing and we're honest and open about it 
I mean, again, it's it's not traditional. It's a it's taboo, as uh, some would say. So, like, to no, some no, people, no, 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 no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, it's not that it's taboo. It's a breach of contract. That's if we agree to something, right? <laughs> if if we agree to something, regardless of what that thing is, right? If we're mm. in agreement, anything outside of that agreement is a mm. breach of contract. It's lying. It's cheating, right? So, like, same thing for our relationship. If two two people are in a relationship together and they say, Hey, like we, you know, are allowed to like see other people. Right. So long as, um, you let me know who the person is. You let me know when the thing is happening, where you're going. Okay. All right. Well, you're going to go on for like the next like 20 minutes, explain it. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to knife in here and just, yeah, but I don't uh, think there's any bamboozle. Okay. If you're bamboozled, that's your fault. You weren't paying attention. Fair enough. Um, so the reason why I feel bamboozled is because I feel, I feel like it was, uh, they basically just confirmed now that they've had a non-monogamous uh, relationship, right? At the time, we didn't really understand this whole thing about uh, a contract in place and talking about uh, we have an open marriage, but you, she didn't tell me about it. We, to my, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I've been known to be wrong a couple of times. Um, uh, the situation was that we, as the people observing this, didn't know that they had that type of setup. Right or wrong at that time, like it, it might have been a well, like a, a well-known secret, but it wasn't as if they came out and said that right at that particular time. So, it was a well-known thing that like they've kind of had an open relationship, but they didn't. Um, but they didn't admit that to everyone. Like it, it's not like they came well, and and said that this is was the setup, right? So there's one they didn't have to, and that's not what they were talking about. I'm not anyway. saying that they had. To, they that is what they were talking about. If okay, we're yeah, gonna get they off. They were talking on. about. Uh, they were talking about a breach in the contract, not the we details. We didn't know of the that contract. there was a contract. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? If they yeah, didn't, if at, the, if at the time they didn't tell us that they were in a monogamous relationship, I feel like, uh, or at the time they told us they were not in a monogamous relationship, then that clearly would have been received differently, right? Like, because it would have been like, well, nigga, like, she's, this is the fucking thing that you guys have set up. Uh, now, the details of which you're saying, oh, well, he didn't tell her and they didn't know, yada, yada. Okay. My last thing I'll say about this is you can't, when you enter into this type of situation, I feel like this is why these type of things are really fucking tricky, right? Because you're trying to act like, oh, we're so free and honest and we've, we're, you know, this is taboo and, you know, but people, we don't be like held in prison by this because I think those are the exact words that are maybe not exact. I'm quoting per the headline that I saw, um, you know, we don't want to be locked in this prison. I feel like what what you can end up with is this type of situation where lines become blurry your one person kind of doesn't communicate with the other person and then you end up in a situation where basically this is as if they were in a monogamous relationship and then somebody else cheated and then we're kind of right back to square one you know um but i think the the sentiment sentiment of it is the same as being in a monogamous relationship in terms of this person just wasn't honest with me, right? So if we're if we if we're together and you're with somebody else and you're actually catching feelings for that person the same as you did me, then to me that is a that's going to be a conflict of interest. Like no matter how you dice it up, you know, like yeah, yeah, uh, you know. and and that's just it, right? It is like whether you're in like 
you know, monogamous relationship or an open relationship, there's still an agreement made no matter what, whether the agreement is like, it's just us or the agreement is like, it's us, but we can still, you know, on Wednesdays, we can still see what's out there. Right. Um, Only on Wednesdays. One, you know, Worst day to not be monogamous. Hump day. Hump day is the worst (laughs) day. Come on. Let's leave that for like Um, a Friday or Saturday. Yeah. But it's like, you know, if, if those terms are in the contract and then Mm -hmm. like, you know, and if everybody's fulfilling those terms, no problem. You know what they had, the conversation they had on the red table around the red table was like the breach of contract. They didn't speak too much about the details of the contract. And I I will admit that. um, But I think that is where people watching, um, they got so caught up in like the conversation around the breach of contract that they forgot like, oh, but there like was a contract in play. Like you're okay with it, uh, you know, their relationship. If you had known about it, what you're upset at is the breach of contract. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, heard about that. Uh, super quick. Heard about the uh, or weird family, though. You're right. I-, I think that's what it comes down to. Weird family. <laughs> yeah. I-, I wouldn't even say weird family so much as a family whose life is very public and who I just would not like I, they're uh, Will's I guess oldest son I'd be him in that situation where just don't bring my fucking name up don't talk about me <laughs> as far as the public knows I do not exist okay <laughs> that's how I would go about my business yeah. if I, if I was keep my family. name in the will keep my name out of the media <laughs> yeah. yeah 100% 100% I want to see those estate documents every year okay just to make sure you didn't do some fucked up shit and uh, yeah we can keep it moving there um so I saw this, uh, the genius, uh, uh, and for those who don't know, it's spelled J E E N dash Y U H S. Like only Kanye can have genius spelled. Um, uh, it was basically just like a primer for this, the Netflix thing. I don't even know if it's out yet. Uh, it might be, let me, let me check real quick, um, to see if I don't believe it is. Okay. Uh, it would have been like the number one thing on Netflix. Uh, uh, it would have been the talk of social media. Uh, it's definitely yeah, not out yet. I think it comes out later on this month. Well, uh, no, it comes out in 22. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. We're, we're yeah at the, why are they talking the, about it now? I thought this well, came out gotta, in like a... We got to give a preview October. for things. I think we got spoiled during the pandemic where all the movies that they pre- that we were like previewing, or not all, clearly, but um, what they try to do is line up like the, the trailers from the movies with like a week to go to the movie because it's like yo we don't know if this shit is coming out until like the day of okay um and so we kind of got spoiled a little bit getting those trailers like pretty much as the movies and netflix usually does it kind of same time anyways but for i'm sure for this they wanted to get you know a jump on yeah it. And, um, and also the pandemic was a sensitive time right because it's like don't tell me what's coming out a year from now i don't know if we're gonna be if i'm gonna be alive a year from now tell me what's coming out next week because i live week to week now uh, we're out of very that. very true word you are saying my friend um so, so anyways i i got this chance to see this uh sort of like trailer but it's not even really a trailer it's just basically like a piece yeah, of a little it. teaser uh, yeah, yeah and it's basically most deaf and kanye talking there um or or rapping their verses from um what is this song called uh it's like everybody move uh, uh i know the song like, i know damn, the verse like where kanye is like um uh, it's like Shottown raised me crazy, and I live yeah, by yeah. two words. Fuck you, pay me. Uh, damn, I forget the name of this song, but that was a great song. Don't you just miss old Ye when he was a rat? Yeah, rat, rat. I mean, I listen. I listen to um, um, Donda. I really, really like the album. Uh, but you know, I miss two when Kanye used to rat, rat. 
It was called Two Words? Two Words, right. yeah, yeah. Him and Mostaf, which I love that song, by the way. Um, Great song. Yeah. Uh, so, it, and it basically was to show, like, how Mostaf kind of spits his part, but then when when Ye starts spitting, like, you could see, like, the raw emotion coming out of him, right? And so, damn, like, everybody who's in the room was just feeling like, holy shit, right? So I think that's, but that's, this is kind of what my problem is, right? Is we can't call this genius, right? Because what the problem, the problem with Kanye today is that people will take this genius label and look, and for some reason, did I miss something? Everybody now is like talking about how Kanye is not a good lyricist. Am I confused? Like, and when did he not start? Like, when did he start not writing his own rhymes? Right? Like, because apparently, like, that's like a well-known thing now. I, I don't know when the fuck, when did that start? Yeah, I think he's fell back on the lyricism in uh, the last album that I listened to where Kanye was really like rapping, rapping mm-hmm. was like uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Mm-hmm. I love that album. Yeezus is probably one of my favorite Kanye albums next to like College Dropout. Mm-hmm. Um, but even on Yeezus, you can tell like the production is up there right the the lyricism takes a backseat to the production and i think that's what we've seen in, in a lot of like kanye's most recent albums it's it's um the, the production is stellar i mean just like how he puts all of these different sounds and textures and just like emotions and moods together is stellar but the lyricism has definitely taken a backseat huh. Anyways, so uh, so they they show this this him and most deaf spitness uh, these bars from two words, but um, does he still go by most deaf or is it Yasin Bey now? I think I thought I thought it was Yasin Bey. I, I don't know. I still know him as most at that time he was most deaf, so I want to say most yeah, sure, deaf. Right? Sure, sure, sure. Um, so uh, so but but this is kind of what my problem was with Kanye. Right, is that every time we talk about him now, it's in the concept of oh, is Kanye a genius? Okay. At once upon a time, he might have been a genius in music, but apparently, as far as like the lyricism goes, and one might argue a little bit, maybe even the production a little bit. Um, although I, I, he still produces very, very quality work, but uh, applying that same genius tag to literally everything that he does is a mistake because you're making him think that he's an actual genius. Like, so for instance, right? And I and I I'll bring to the front of the court Exhibit A, which is you, you, my partner in crime, arraying real names, names. I don't know why I said multiple, but arraying <laughs> <laughs> real name, no game, no gimmicks, right? Um, you you showed like some like Yeezys or like Yeezys, like they were like slip ons or some shit like that, or I don't know what the uh, fuck the, they were. They, the like they look like the shit that like fucking if i was watching a sci-fi movie i'd predict that the fucking spaceship the alien spaceship will look like right um so you put them on and like you're like oh man i need these but it's like yo or or like uh even today you posted uh i think i think it was today i can't remember uh but i came across your post where the, his guy his hoodie, gap collection yeah it was like some mm-hmm. hoodies it's some plain ass hoodies right and he's selling some them for i don't some ex- ridiculously expensive amount and it's like He's just taking a hoodie. Like the 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 thing that they're paying for is his name or saying that these is easies. Like that's it. Listen, you just set yourself up. I'm I'm sorry, but okay. go for I, it. I gotta I gotta I gotta hand it to you. So here's okay. why all of that is genius, right? So mm-hmm. go back like seven years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Uh when Kanye left Nike, 
people was like, yo, this guy is absolutely insane. You're gonna leave Nike? And the reason part of the reason why he left is because uh, Nike wouldn't you, give we him... have to we have to keep this very brief. So yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if this yeah, is I'll keep it brief. of the story. <laughs> yeah. Part of part of the reason why he left Nike is because Nike didn't give him royalties on his product, right? And the reason why he wanted royalties is for the same reason why Jordan wants royalties. That's where you make your money. So Nike said no to royalties because Nike was like, You're not an athlete. Why would we give you like royalties? Why would you we treat you like an athlete? He's like, All right, cool. I'm gonna go to Adidas. They're gonna treat me like an athlete. They're gonna give me royalties. They're gonna give me my own brand, similar to Jordan brand, right? People were like, oh, this dude is crazy. And you remember the first like uh, Yeezy sneakers that he released? People were like, yo, these things are weird looking. Uh, they're these are never sell. Uh, fast forward to where we are today, Yeezy his brand is worth ten billion dollars. He's got. Uh, a partnership with both Adidas and Gap now, which over the next 10 years, I think the valuation for that is over $100 billion globally. Um, he is now a billionaire. The majority of his uh, uh, income and revenue is based off of his like Yeezy line, um, as well as like, uh, I mean, and he's still uh, one of the highest selling uh, music uh, entertain, uh, entertainers in the music industry, right? The the top albums this year, uh, I think number one right now is CLB, Drake's album, Certified Leverboy, and it's Donda, then it's like NBA Youngboy's new album. Uh, now, when, yeah, yeah, when this album, or now that they've announced this thing, you're only going to see his album sales go up. So it's like, it's all about how you time shit, right? You release an album, you release a collection with Gap, you announce your Netflix documentary, it all lines up. It's fucking genius. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, can I ask you a quick question? Um, so would you say his political advice, he's like a genius when it comes to political advice? Um, I mean, who He's never given me any political advice. He's just given his political opinion, I mean, it's sure. not advice. Fair enough. Would you say he's a genius at giving his political opinion? Uh, no, okay, he okay. says a lot of stupid <laughs> shit. Exactly. So, but this is what my basic problem is. I never said that Kanye is not great at being a capitalist, right? Because that's what, when you're talking to me about he's made this much money doing this and he's went royalties and he's he's a great capitalist. Not going to doubt that whatsoever. But See, my problem, so again, that's 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 the problem. That's where people look at like just like how much money you made from doing the thing, but it starts with an idea, right? The idea itself okay, has okay. to be so, so, like, so, genius, and enough. then you fair, gain capital from great ideas. Fair enough. If if Kanye West wasn't Kanye, like so, for instance, if Kanye didn't have his name, right, in terms of what we know it as today, right, there's no way you're going to convince me that Kanye is still going to sh- sell his shoes. Uh, the the way that his shoes have been sold right that one of the reasons why he's able to do that is to all these moves you're talking about the reason why he was able to jump from nike to adidas right and get the royalties that he was looking for is because kanye west has a name behind him he has a brand already behind him right um it takes a lot of work to build a brand no i'm not disputing that like you're misunderstanding what i'm disputing I'm not disputing the fact that um, he was able to build a brand, right? And he built the brand more so based off of um, his music, right? That really, really all started and ended with his his music, right? Um, genius at making music. I'll give that to him, right? I'm saying all the other stuff. I don't. I wouldn't call him a genius, but the but the, but if you're just focused on the clothes, you're, you're missing my point altogether. The, the reason why it's dangerous to call him a genius at pretty much anything that extends beyond music is because 
with people like Kanye West, they'll take that to the nth degree, right? Where it's just now they're doing everything, right? Now he's a genius at everything. And he'll take every opportunity to make it seem as though he is a genius at everything. When he's not, he's just a fucking dude, you know, saying crazy shit. And one of the main things, one of the main reasons why I can say that with certain authority is because politically he's stupid like really stupid <laughs> like really dumb sure sure so like I, i'll give you that politically um he's stupid but like uh, you know do i judge you like like whenever like when he was doing his whole maga hat wearing thing like i think people waited too heavily i'm just like yo he's just sharing his personal political views no like, no like no, no, no 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 he no. has a Here's massive the thing. platform Here's the thing. you j- yeah, exactly. So the the problem with using that excuse that he's just sharing his opinion is that if you know you have a massive this is the this is the same problem that I think Joe Rogan is running into these days, right? You can't just say, "Oh, I'm just saying my opinion." If you have this massive platform, that's like saying again, like saying like the president of the United States, right, can just be like say whatever the fuck and Trump obviously, you know, uh push these limits, but say whatever the fuck I want to say with you know, no impunity because you know, I'm just sharing my opinion, but there's certain people who's clearly whose words carry more weight than others, right? Because of the Very platforms true. that they have. So when Very you're true. Kanye West, you can't just get away with the excuse of I'm just sharing my opinion because that's where I disagree with you. Okay. Because I don't care the amount of someone's success or how much money that they have. They should be allowed to, whether you have a billion dollars or a thousand dollars, you should, you, you shouldn't have to feel like you can't say your opinion just because of like your success, right? Or your what if player. what if your opinion oh, is? Oh wait, wait, wait! Hold on. Fair enough. Now, so long as you make it clear that this is my personal opinion, right? This is not fact. This is not. Uh, this is not like the truth, and you should follow this. And because I say it, it is the truth. This is not misinformation. I am just telling you how I feel and what I think. So I think, think what happens is. So do you think? the Kanye's of the world or pretty much anybody else usually have that disclaimer at the bottom of the shit that they tweet and that they say that, Hey, BT dubs, this is just my opinion. You shouldn't really take this as fact. Or do they just say whatever the fuck they want and move the fuck on? No, I mean, no, no, not always. Cause like, cause not, you know, often when you're giving your opinion, you don't, you, uh, you know, you, uh, include a disclaimer at the end of it. Like, this is just my opinion. You're just speaking, right? You're on an interview, you're on a podcast, you're just speaking right now should people who have that large of a platform uh you know include like you know hey this, these are my personal opinions you should believe what you want to believe based off of your own information and research yes but that's not always the case um but i can't think of a time where he's ever said like this thing is what i'm saying is factual it's always been like this is just my opinion and i can't fault you for that um your political beliefs are your own the only thing i'm going to judge you on is the music the music is great. I think musically he's a genius. <laughs> what I've seen, what I've seen the Yeezy brand do over the past few years in terms of like shifting the entire fashion and footwear industry, I think that's genius as well. Um, his, you know, how's he moving highest... forward? Like, what is it? Like, that's just it. Like, did he invent something and I just missed it, or did he just? Is it like a fad? Like, I, I, I so I'm trying to uh, find the genius. Fads in don't it. last seven years and value at 100 billion dollars. I mean, sure they uh, do. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, fads last a year, maybe two years, and then they go away. Then something else takes their place. This, this thing, seven plus years I mean, later, we still have 100 billion dollars later. Is everybody not still a fad. wears Jordans, right? Or, or I mean, like, oh, I yeah, guess Jordans maybe, okay, are on a fad. Okay, fair, fair enough. Uh, perhaps using the word fad was was incorrect. What I'm saying is. He came up with a style of, you know, uh, of footwear. Uh, 
like that's not and all, and also I'm not even sure if he's the actual person to design it, right? Um uh but regardless, what I'm saying is what inherently is like look it's it's like it's like somebody pointing to a painting and being like, "Yo, that's worth 10.5 million dollars, right? And it's just like a fucking like a square with a dot in the middle, right? Yeah. You are you so oh so that's genius. And like if I painted the same exact shit, it would not be worth 10.5 million dollars, but it depends on who's the person who's who's painting it. It depends on what no, what no. their position is within the market. Like it, it it's it's that's beyond. So when it comes to footwear and fashion, there are actual trackable metrics, right? Like you're what you're looking at is sales. You're looking at valuation, like future valuations, yeah, but, but you're and you're also looking at taste. resale. Right. What, what I'm what I'm saying, Rain, is, is and we can move off of this because clearly we've spent already too much time on it. But what I'm trying to say is, is that that's based off of tastemakers. That's not based off of this thing. Like, you know, somebody who invents something. Okay, you could m- maybe consider that person a genius, right? Because they just they know the thing that they're doing so technically that they were able to create something that nobody else could create. Kanye West isn't the first person in the history of the world to fucking uh, make a design for a shoe and to have it sell for a lot of money and to do that consistently for the past seven years. Like that's the he's not the first, nor will he be the last person to do this. And in fact, I would argue that the reason why he's in that position is because of a lot of other things going on outside of just him. But that doesn't make him a genius at making a shoe, right? Like that doesn't. That's just a thing that fucking caught on. That's not a. That's I don't not know. A I mean, he was heavily, heavily, heavily involved in the design of. I know Reg- for a fact the whether first, he, the whether first he three was... seasons of Yeezy, which are the most. Uh, if you look at in the sneaker market, they are the most valuable sneakers. Like in but the that's, but that's just what I'm, what I'm saying is that is that is artificial. That's not a. That's not a. That's not a thing that there's actually inherent value in making something that people yes, like. There is. What do you mean? No, it's, I'm, say, I'm saying so, that there, there's no. Uh, let's let's listen. Footwear is just wearable art, right? Like, like if you say like a painting is worth ten million dollars, you could say this shoes were ten thousand dollars, right? Um, if it has actual trackable um, or, or, or metrics behind it, if you're able to look at the sales but, of something, all of it is all of it is artificial. That, that's, what, that's what I'm saying with art, right? It's all artificial. There's no inherent value to the actual art itself, be- besides. Uh, that in which people impress upon it. Um, like, so for instance, right, there's a value, um, or, and you could argue that it's more or less, but there, there's like, I, you know, um, like the, 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 the pieces that are all involved in um, making a phone, right? Like there's inherent value in that, right? Um, like th- there's something that's like tangible in that, right? Now one might argue it's not as much as, you know, what we're ultimately paying for the phone, um, but there's there's value in that, right? There, there's some sort of tangible use of it. The shoe you wear on your foot, I can go buy a shoe for $12 at Walmart, right? Uh it, it might not be made as uh, sort of like well or whatever as the shoe, but there's not that much of a difference between the value of that Walmart shoe and Yeezys, right? Um, what's making the difference is the taste of people, right? It's saying, oh man, these Yeezys are exclusive, right? Which is why they cost so much, right? If Yeezys cost $12, there would be no way that people would be buying them. It's because of the exclusivity, uh, exclusivity uh, of them, right? That people are saying, oh man, I've got to have these Yeezys because they cost this much. They're like a status symbol of like, hey. All you've said 
said so far is water is wet. Yes, it comes to taste, right? That's why we draw. That's why Mercedes. But why is does that? Why valued. would that make him a genius? <laughs> I don't. Okay. Anyways, all right. We we oh, let's it, agree it, to disagree. Let's agree to disagree. It is. Let's move on. Again, the the genius is behind no, we gotta, the we gotta branding go. we and go. how you move on. Yeah. Okay. We gotta go. The, the question is simple. The answer Fair. is simple. I should say. <laughs> Fair enough. Um. All right. So so on to one fake genius to another fake genius. Uh, uh. R. Kelly, man, we gotta we gotta spend a couple minutes on him real quick. Uh. But uh, this week, you know, he's been basically convicted on all charges. Uh, some shit that I don't even know. Racketeering. How did he get charged with racket? What the fuck is? First of all, what is racketeering? Let's just let's let's start with that basic. Yeah, you <laughs> know what? I'm gonna life. fucking uh, Google search racketeering to find yeah. out. I thought this was shit that like the mob, yeah, the mob. did. Yeah, what the uh, <laughs> fucking Tony Soprano? So racketeering <laughs> is a type of organized crime in which the perpetrators set up a coercive, fraudulent, uh, ex- extortionary, or otherwise illegal coordinated scheme or operation to repeatedly and consistently collect money or other profit. Who the fuck was R. Kelly strong-arming? <laughs> well, apparently... I'm like, like yo, R. Kelly, you better get the fuck... I guess so. I guess he probably was strong-arming a lot of those young women. But yeah. let R. Kelly come up and be like, yo, you need to pay me uh, $1,000 a month for my protection in order to have your store here. Somebody might throw a brick through your window. I'm like, R. Kelly, make it the fuck out of my candy shop. <laughs> You creep. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um so uh so yeah, so so among I guess um the charges of racketeering, um uh exploitation of children, kidnapping, forced labor, and um eight violations of the Man Act. I don't know what the fuck that is, uh a sex trafficking statute. Um so yeah, um look. Look, all conversations about R. Kelly should begin with this. R. Kelly is a piece of shit. Okay, um, and for sure, he should go away. For I don't even. I've heard some things that he's going away for like life in prison, or don't really give a shit at this point, right? When somebody does something this continuously crazy for that long, it's just kind of like, dude, yeah. Who cares how long you go away at this point? You clearly didn't give a fuck how long you go away because you at no point were like, hmm, maybe I should stop this. Maybe this is wrong. Maybe I shouldn't do yeah. this, right? And especially when children are involved and sex trafficking is involved. Yeah, dude, I, they, they might as well just go ahead and build the jail on you. I, I, I feel no no type of way about that. But this, I'm sorry, were you about to say something? No, have you ever seen the Netflix documentary? Uh, it's a docuseries it's called Trial by Media. Um, it's a really, really interesting docuseries. It focuses on how like American media, uh, they build the circus around these like high profile, um, you know, celebrity, uh, or like politician or like, you know, anyone, uh, anyone who's like an athlete or has like a, that like celebrity around them. Right. Or if it's just like a really interesting case, a lot of the times it is the media who that dictates the outcome by how they choose to cover, or these dictate public opinion by how they choose to cover the thing. Right. Mm-hmm. I think this R Kelly trial has been an absolute circus and like a slap in the face to everybody who was harmed by it. Right. It's been, um, it's just been like, oh, fun to watch. We're going to watch it on TV. We're going to talk about it on TMZ and the news and E and people. We're talking about it right now. It's interesting to see. And like the documentary focused on like how it's done in America versus how it's done in like 
other foreign countries to where, you know, if you commit a, a crime as heinous as R. Kelly's crime in the fucking Ukraine, you're not going to have a four day long trial. That's going to be, uh, um, have like NBC round the clock coverage. And you're not going to be sitting with Gail King to do exclusive one-on-one interviews. No, they put you in a fucking box. And that's what I feel like this R. Kelly thing was drawn out as dramatized, there was a lot of guilt here. There's a lot of evidence to prove he's guilty. Uh, this has been an absolute circus. This man should have been in prison uh, years ago. But, you know, the circus behind it, the media coverage behind it, there's a lot of money behind that. And that's really all that's happened with this trial. Yeah, I'm not sure if I agree with that. I think it might have just, it, I think it might have just gone along with, and maybe this is just my own naiveness, but I, I think it might have just gone along with whatever the systematic scheduling was for it but perhaps the coverage of it uh was what was a circus right like that yeah that's my point the, the media coverage of this no, thing no, is, but I'm, I'm saying it, it sounded unless i just misunderstood what you're saying you it sounded like you're saying that the media attention from it affected the actual situation itself where i'm saying i don't think it that that's the case i just think that the media made a circus of it but what was going to happen with that you know in terms of how the case proceeded was going to happen regardless of if the media if it had this high profile attention or not now again could be my own ignorance maybe maybe not i don't know but that that's just sure. my, my own and, and, the, but the, and the question you have to ask yourself is like how much i mean the media is everywhere you can't escape it if you have a cell phone if you have a tv if you have a radio in your car you can't escape it right so it's like uh you know and what this docu series kind of speaks to is like how you know the media is so influential in how we view criminals right the media can can, can paint uh they can paint uh, you know, George Zimmerman as uh, maybe he didn't do, you know, anything too terrible. Right? We see how the media paints police officers who like kill people versus um, people who may yeah, like it's called, use uh, a weapon of self-defense. I believe right? the technical term is manufactured consent. Yes. Yeah. So like, you know, when you look at like celebrities, you look at how media covers them versus like regular people. Right. And how much does that sway people in the court of public opinion? How much does that sway a jury who might see something on their phone or on TV? How much would that sway a prosecutor or a judge who may be like, all right, you know what? I'm on this high profile R. Kelly case. How I prosecute this case may be able to dictate my career over the course of the next 10, 20 years, right? So like maybe I'll treat this thing a little bit differently than how I would normally treat it because of the high profileness around it. And and so, you know, this, docu- this docuseries focuses on like, a lot of times it is the media and the media circus that dictates a lot of the outcomes of these trials. Yeah, I don't know about that. Right. Because like so, for instance, uh, you take a look at a, like a lot of the sort of like higher profile uh, police cases where police are charged, you know, uh, police officers themselves are charged with, you know, uh, murder or, or, you know, any sort of number of, of charges. Um and are there the cases are high profile and about and then they just get off all the same right like one might think that even with the additional scrutiny of of the public that you would think that oh shit like the public pressure would you know sort of result in you know whatever conviction or whatever the case is and then it doesn't you know Um, no but because it, it is because in american media right one thing you don't want to do is uh remember the show with uh regina king um that got pulled from, was it uh, HBO? It was about the police officers who um, committed that murder and they were, the police department was trying to cover it up. It was seven seconds. I don't remember that. Remember that show? No, I don't. 
So it was an entire show. Uh, I believe this is on HBO. It's called Seven Seconds Again, mm-hmm. uh, starring Regina King. Uh, and it got pulled because the like National Association uh, for Police Officers um, were in uproar about how police officers were depicted in this show. Um, so they canceled it. They didn't renew it for for a second season. And it's because like you know they were able to strum up enough media coverage around how the police officers, national police officers, association yeah, but that's didn't a like show, it. not the yeah. court of law. So, like, yeah. But when you look at something like right, how is Fox or CNN and whatever going to cover stories of police officers who were found to have like murdered someone, right? How are they going to cover that if like the uh, National Association of Police Officers or like NRA is like, hey, listen, we don't want you to speak about this thing in that way. You don't think that has a, an impact in how the media covers it where they're like, oh, these decorated police officers, uh, you know, made a error in the line of duty versus like, you know, these guys, you know, intentionally no, I'm not, drew. I'm not, again, yeah. like, I feel like you're misunderstanding me and not the other way around. Like, I understand fully what you're saying. I'm not disputing that part of it, right? Like that, that the media clearly has a sway in terms of public perception, whether it's, uh, uh, you know, some sort of court case or whatever the case is, right? Just literally anything. The media has a part to play in how the, how society or how our American society views that thing. Clearly they do, right? Some sort of effect on it. What I'm saying is I don't know how much, how much public, how much sway the public has in any, court case right obviously it, it, it depends on the situation to situation but uh but public pressure doesn't always equate to some sort of what we think is cons- what we have as or, or what we would wish as like the public consensus of this is what should happen in this case right yeah um i don't i don't think that, so that is that is the naiveness which is I, I you have to watch it's, it's a very good docu yeah, you I'll, have to I'll watch it sure. I, I think if you watch this tomorrow and we were able to do and we did a podcast the following day i feel like you'd come back and you'd say a very different thing because you, you'd be surprised right if the media is able to sway the public the public can sway uh, you know, if you have like a hundred million people who want to see something, like a lot of that pressure but, impacts but, but, what we see again, on TV. Like, so for instance, you look at like uh, everything that happened with Zimmerman, right? Mm-hmm. Zimmerman essentially got away scot free, even though everybody was like, "What? This is fucked up." Not everybody, clearly, but a lot of fucking people were like, "This is like fucked up," right? Um, uh, you can even look at like even, even we can look at this George Floyd thing. No, 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 no. We don't even have to look at anything else. Look at George Zimmerman, right? Sure. Uh, it it seems like a lot of people who look like you and me and who we probably interact with wanted to see this guy go to jail, but then uh, nationally. A lot of people thought he was innocent. A lot of people thought he didn't do anything wrong. He shouldn't be in jail. You look at how he was covered in the media. Oh, you know, this is a, um, this is, it was in, was it in Florida, right? Um, I believe this so, is a yeah. Sta- yeah, this is a stand your ground state. And especially how it was covered in Florida, it's a stand your ground state. He was allowed to carry that weapon. He was a neighborhood watch. He was a law abiding citizen, hadn't been in much trouble beforehand. Uh, he's a taxpayer. He's a homeowner. He, no, again, you know, I'm not disputing that. Those like, were, that's that's the how the media the covered it. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. I, I don't think so. We... So, again, so what I'm saying is like if the media covers it in that way, that mm-hmm. sways public opinion. Public opinion has an impact in how a lot of these things are, are, are hashed out in court. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, with this whole R. Kelly thing, this kind of gets way beyond the point that I was trying to make with R. Kelly. But uh, obviously, he's a piece of shit. He needs to go away for whatever amount of time that they're saying he should go away, right? Uh, but the conversation always persists, right? Whenever you talk about R. Kelly, and this came up a lot with Bill Cosby too, right? Like when you know uh, 
when when he went to jail. Okay, these people are pieces of shit, but what do you do with their work, right? Like, is can we not watch the Cosby show anymore because Bill Cosby's a rapey piece of shit? Uh, can we not listen to R. Kelly music anymore because R. Kelly's a rapey piece of shit? Like, what's the, what's the, how do we handle these artists' work afterwards? I don't know. Uh, I think it's something that we've talked about on the podcast like a lot of times, and I don't know what the good answer to that is because I'd be lying to you if if I I don't think that some of R. Kelly's tracks are just some of the best music, you know, like uh, um, I Believe I Can Fly. You know, I've, I was listening to that the other day, you know. Um, I, I don't think I meant to. I think it was I – forget, I forget what movie I was watching, but I remember watching a movie. Oh, you know. It was, it was a movie that, starring R. Kelly? No, was it no. the sex tape? <laughs> no, uh, that was not the case. Um, no, it was actually I was watching randomly the trailer for Hangover Three, which uh, Yikes. I think. Uh, Why are you doing that? <laughs> I don't know. It was uh, I don't know. I could tell you. I've been going back and watching a lot of trailers lately, uh, and I I couldn't remember or exactly old what the movies movie. that were released years ago. Yeah, for sure. Like I went back and watched like the Matrix. Uh, I've been going back watching the Matrix trailers. Um, that is you and I should have a interviews. talk after this show. I need to make sure you're okay. <laughs> going back watching the Gilmore Girls season premiere trailer. See, why do you always go with that? Like that's and but yet you're the person who watches all like the trash TV. But yet you'll try to like degrade me uh, apparently by saying, well, "Oh, you." So you don't think Gilmore going Girls. back and watching uh, uh, the what was that Geely? trailer from 2006 who said i was watching that like what the fuck are you talking i mean you said you're going back watching old trailers i feel like all old trailers are on the list i mean we got i I feel like you're saying the trailers i I feel like you're saying the trailers that you'd go back and watch it's always projection right it's always the things that you i would never go back and watch old trailers and that's fair that's fair but if i could get through what i'm saying (laughs) um so anyways, I, I was hearing, uh, I heard that song. I was like, man, that, that's a really good song, but it's just like, fuck, you know? And, and, and I guess what, what the point that, it, and I, and I saw somebody's post, uh, that they posted online and they're like, oh, well, I think it's real fucked up to all of, the, uh, the people that R. Kelly abused, um, that the first thing that's being talked about is, well, shit, I'm still gonna listen to R. Kelly music. And that did give me a, a, a moment to pause in terms of like, yeah, that really shouldn't be like the first thing you say, right? Like, like I feel like, you know, again, and I started this, I went off with first and foremost, R. Kelly's a piece of shit. Like, let's just, let's start there and then proceed, right? Um, and I don't even know if that's enough, but, uh, but, but there has to be this question of, because he's, you know, uh, it's hard to argue his involvement in music, right? Uh, and, and the question is, well, what do we do with that? And, I'll let you. I'll let you take that first, and then I'll I'll, I'll proceed yeah. with what I think is 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 perhaps the uh, the correct way to go. So here's the thing: R. Kelly's catalog is massive, not just the music he's made, but yeah, the people he's written too. for. Right. So yeah. like R. Kelly writ, uh, wrote and produced on like a lot of like Aaliyah songs, right? Uh, some of her biggest songs. So it's like if you're not gonna listen to him. Are you then not going to listen to the song? But is that the that same he, thing? Like, wrote on that, that's a difference between somebody who produced a song and maybe even wrote a song to somebody who's literally singing the song. Like, but again, so the, the part of the reason why people don't want to like listen to his music anymore is because like that the revenue from it goes to his estate, right? Mm-hmm. And 
uh, but so does the revenue from other songs that he wrote or produced on, right? It all goes to his estate. Yeah, so if your goal is to not... very easily identifiable, the other is not, right? Like, you'd have to, like, know that he produced a song. Like, you'd have to go out of your way to figure out that this song was produced by R. Kelly in order to know that, but it, you can listen to an R. Kelly song and know that's going directly into his pocket. Sure, but also if you're listening to any song on Apple Music, you can just hit those hit that button with those three little dots yeah, on it. But I'm saying that that requires work. Produce the song that requires it, work on your part, but it requires other, a little bit of work. Yes, yeah. Like um, who, who actually? When's the last time you've looked up like who produced? And, and I know you're probably going to give me some lame ass. Oh, last Wednesday when I was uh, on Hump Day, you know, uh, <laughs> when I, you know you're looking for for you know who produced the song. But but I think in general, you're not even if you hear a song that you really like, you're not going to like look up who wrote or produced that song. So you're yeah, yeah. generally you're not. Generally you're not right. Um, so, but again, like that, like, am I, the question I'm asking here is like, how far down the rabbit hole do you go, right? Do you just not listen to music that like clearly has him featured on the song, his voice, his lyrics, or mm-hmm. do you not listen to anything that he's ever done and worked on, right? Just, I, I'm um, assuming just like, just that, like, or, you know, if you can avoid any R. Kelly song, I'm sure, you know, that that's probably thrown in too, but I'm sure yeah. the proponents of this would say that, yes, this for sure, the songs that you know are his songs. Yeah, so quick story. Uh, Fabian and I, we were out to like lunch the other day. It was for his birthday. I think we were at like Mount Vernon, Mount Vernon Marketplace, right? In Baltimore City. And uh, we were like having a few like drinks outside, a couple crab cake sandwiches, blah, blah, blah. And some dude pulls up in in like an SUV and he's bumping the remix to Ignition, right? Like, Like, and not just like, you didn't just hear it, you know, in passing, like, he had all the windows down. This was a nice day. Or I think it was like a, uh, this was uh, September 11th, right? So it was a nice day. Weather was decent. All the windows down. He was literally blasting this shit, right? And we were like, yo, like, are we within 300 feet of a school? Like, what are you, fam? Like, be be easy. You know what I mean? Um, and th- the crazy thing about it is like, he went inside. He got his food. I guess he like, ordered pickup. He came back outside started the song over from the beginning so that i think is a perfect example of when you've gone too fucking far okay don't blast the shit don't play it loudly in public for everyone to hear to be like defiant say oh i'm still gonna listen to it chill the fuck out if you want to listen to it go ahead i've got a few r kelly songs on my playlist that am i still gonna listen to Yes. Am I going to go and download his album and like buy his like tour merch, you know, from the last time he went on tour or 2000 and whatever, and he'll never do it again. But uh, I'm not going to do all of that stuff. But like, is uh, I believe I can fly still a great song? Yes. Is, you know, when a woman's fed up still a great song? Yes. Is the remix to Ignition still a great song? Yeah. I'm not going to lie and I'm not going to pretend like the work that's already been created is not good. And I'm not going to like turn myself away from it for that reason, but I won't like, I I won't continue to involve myself in the thing. Okay. Um, so to make it very short, um, I think that, and I, while I respect your take on it, uh, in terms of like, you know, the music already exists, it is kind of what it is. The, you know, the music's still good. Um, is he a piece of shit? Yes but still going to listen to music. Uh, But what I think perhaps should be the case, let's kind of split the difference here in in that R. Kelly is a full-on piece of shit. 
I don't really want to contribute to him. So why don't I just get somebody to fucking make, you know, to do covers of his songs, you know, that way I can still enjoy the song, but I know it's not going directly into his pocket. Now this might not it's be not gonna happen. legal. Huh? But anyway, like, but like, that's like a, that's, can, that's so fantastical that like, I mean, are we going to get someone to remake all of his songs? Then you got to pay that person. Well, and then why, like, why does but, it, I, I guess w- w- what my question would be, and again, I don't want to go very long with this is why, why would that be for one? Why would that be that radical people do covers of songs all the fucking time, you know? Um, but then two, um, if you really have like a problem with R. Kelly, like, and and you still want to like listen to the music, isn't that kind of like the least you could do? Like, and, and I'm not trying to say what people should like. This is just what my own personal thing is, right? What I feel like to me would make me feel like kind of more at ease is know that I'm not contributing to him. Uh, you know, uh, but you are. That's the problem. How? Because. So whenever you do a cover of someone's song, right? I if didn't you release, say it should, it should be legal. That's not what I said. I just said, but do then a it's cover. just it, then it's just going to be taken down, and then like no, you know, his lawyer's going to come for it. It's for my own benefit. <laughs> like, what do you? So you're going to hire someone to remake yeah. all of Twelve Play again, just so you can still nobody listen said to Twelve Play? Remake the? Why do you always go to extremes, my dude? <laughs> like, no, nobody said remake the entire fucking album. I'll pick the four R. Kelly songs that I'm like, yo, these the ones that I fucking really uh, like, uh, and then get somebody to do those songs. Nobody's saying redo an entire fucking album. So like, you're going to hire somebody to do your to redo your favorite R. Kelly songs for you just so you don't or, hear him or sing I could it. just go on the fucking internet right now and find a couple R. Kelly <laughs> covers that uh, are, are reminiscent of the originals that I, you know, I can find on fucking YouTube or some shit. They probably already exist out there. Just rip them from YouTube and I'll be fine. I've ripped enough songs from YouTube. Why not this? See, here's my solution. I'm just going to listen to like the three or four songs that I like from him that are already on my playlist and that's hey, it. I'm not going to listen to all the, more all the other shit. Friend. Yeah, that's it. Simple. More <laughs> with that three-hour long story you were telling. Not that simple, apparently. Uh, yeah, the, but let's. let's I told the long version of a simple story. Uh, long story, nonetheless. It's like Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. What happened? It was some magic. Shit it's didn't a, go down the right somehow way. Somehow the story is still continuing. <laughs> somehow. Um, so let, let's hop over to uh, Gladiator 2. Uh, so another sequel that I didn't know uh, was, was being made. Gladiator 2, dude. Like, do we think that there should be a... Like, there's some classics that you're just like, let's just leave that one alone. Like, do we really need to see a continuation of this story? I'd rather see Gladiator 2 versus Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory (laughs) Part 4, where he's now, like, relocating the factory due to overseas and taking jobs away from hardworking Americans. Um, What the fuck is Gladiator 2 going to be about? He continues gladiating? (laughs) Does he find somebody else the... Does he like open up a a camp where he teaches other gladiators how to now gladiate? Like, he's old as fuck. And I mean, if they cast anyone else other than Russell Crowe, I don't want to, I don't, I don't care. Give me fat Russell Crowe over some new young guy. So this says the first story details include, uh, included the plot centering on Lucius, uh, the son of Connie Nielsen's character, uh, Lucille, Lucilla, Lucilla. Uh, from the original film, Lucius is the nephew of Joaquin Phoenix's 
Modus, I believe that's how you pronounce that, uh, the usurper Ro uh, Roman emperor killed by Russell Crowe's Maximus. Uh, Crowe's character died at the end of the first movie, but the sequel finds Lucius greatly influenced by Maximus. Producers revealed in June 2019 that Gladiator 2 would take place two decades after the original. Um, yeah, dude, I have precisely zero interest in this. <laughs> I mean, but but Ridley Scott is coming back to uh, um, what is he? Is he producing or is he actually directing a movie? Uh, that Ridley I don't care Scott about that either. Listen, like a sequel penned by the Top Gun. Yeah, so he's not writing it. I don't know if he's directing it. Um, Listen, if if, if Kanye was going to be gladiating, I still wouldn't see this shit. I, I really don't give a fuck yeah. about Gladiator too. Not gonna lie, it doesn't sound great, um, I, dude. I wonder how some of these projects get green lit. Like, easy. You know, you, you okay, got maybe sell not easy. This. It's like twenty years. Yeah, after I, I wouldn't imagine it's easy. <laughs> yeah, but like uh, when you come to the table and you're like, "All right, guys, got an idea." Gladiator two. Like, how does that not just get shut down immediately? Like, yo, uh, I'm gonna kick you off of the Zoom call. We're gonna end this meeting early. Like, what happens? How do these things get? How did Willy Wonka? three get green how did willie walker two get green lit well i mean these are all ips so like they would be like easier to not easier but uh they i would assume they they people are always looking for predictability or at least producers of films uh, especially like uh you know like the studios behind the films are always looking for films that are more predictable that hey this thing had past success so we can reasonably expect that if we put this new thing out it's going to make x amount of money sure yeah it has momentum exactly so i assume that's the approach that they're taking with all these films which is whether it's willy wonka or whether it's gladiator that hey this thing already exists so we can reasonably expect uh x amount of returns for it now what the x amount of returns are going to be for a movie that's like 20 some odd years old and like the main star of the movie is most certainly dead and not going to be in a movie i don't know but there's other movies that have achieved this right like i uh, really love the creed movies right those are fucking dope um but I would argue that for one, the what movies? Creed. Creed. What the fuck is Creed? Yeah. Like the band? Jesus Christ! With fucking Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, my film podcast. Yeah. <laughs> or a movie, uh, TV, and film podcast. Yeah, sorry, you gotta you gotta lead with you know Michael B. Jordan in Creed. I didn't know what the fuck <laughs> Creed was. You gotta say Apollo Creed. Fair, fair enough fair enough uh but anyways, there's creed awesome. from the office there's creed from there's the band there's a lot of creeds you got to be specific F fair enough um so uh so yeah so the gladiator 2 apparently is uh is, is in the works uh pluto uh which actually i was was kind of dope because i was looking for a specific movie and i didn't find it anywhere else i didn't I, the only places to get it was like to rent it and i was like yo i have 12 different fucking streaming platforms you're telling me not one of these motherfuckers <laughs> has it on their fucking shit like what kind of nonsense is this uh all right um, tell me what the what what is pluto so Pluto is just like a basically just like a streaming service, uh, but it's kind of it kind of is weird in that like it's kind of like a TV service where they just show continuous shit all the time. It's kind of like I think it's a mm. Crackle. You, you ever watch Crackle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. It's it's, it's like um like uh yeah yeah you know what? I I fucking know what Pluto is. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Uh, I, I I I thought you were talking about because uh, we we're talking about like movies that are being remade. I thought yeah. you were talking about like 
you know, another like Pluto Nash movie or some shit like that. I was, <laughs> yeah, I was about to lose my shit. <laughs> no, uh, fortunately we are, we aren't succumb to that. Uh, but this is Pluto, which is basically just like the streaming services, uh, streaming service. But long story short, they were fined 3.5 million bones from the FCC, um, or after the FCC found that they weren't running, um, uh, they weren't running closed captions on previous works that actually had closed closed captioning when they ran on you know i guess either regular tv or, or what have you uh and so what's what's what i found like really interesting with this is i feel like over the next like decade or so there's going to be so many other fucking uh laws and regulations put in place that are just like kind of ridiculous and kind of stupid i'm not saying that this closed captioning thing is stupid because you know clearly people need closed captioning but um uh, but I feel like that because everything's getting is, is growing so fast with streaming that there's just so much shit that hasn't been considered yet and that they're easily going to make different fucking regulations and shit for a lot of which I'm sure is like necessary. Um, but then some other things that will probably just make you scratch your head. Like, why are they being fined to $20 million? Because, you know, um, they didn't uh, announce that Wednesday was hump day. Like, what is the, <laughs> what is yeah. the, why are we charging them that? But anyways, uh, but I, I just, I, I think that this is an interesting case where, you know, this, this newer streaming service is, is being charged as, at least to me, is a fucking hefty amount. Maybe to these big wigs, the $3.5 million is nothing to, nothing to sneeze at, but, uh, but I still consider yeah. that a nice chunk of change. Um, so now, so, now, yeah. now here's the backstory behind that, right? So Pluto is owned by, or sold to Viacom a couple, I think this is like in 2014, for like $340 million. So does Viacom have the funds to inject into Pluto enough money to hire, I don't know who who would do it, like copywriters to, uh, uh, you know, to do the closed caption writing for any of their programs, maybe? Or no, well, I feel like what, a, I, I, a I, lot I, of their content is licensed, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't think this is for, like, uh, I don't think they have a problem, like, with closed captioning all around. I think that they just had a few programs that they re-showed on Pluto that didn't have closed captioning attached to it. So it's not as if they don't mm. have closed captioning at all. It's just that I think certain works that were shown on the uh, on Pluto uh for whatever reason didn't have closed captioning attached to it. And also I'm sure yeah. that they're using a combination of people as well as like software <laughs> to do the closed captioning because that's a lot of fucking content. Yo, you can't be captioning. like one person like uh <laughs> on the job interview like can you do closed caption writing for all of our programs? Like this job uh, will require you to work 18 hours a day yeah yeah. um, um well luckily the, they'll be hiring vampires because that's the only people that will be able to work the necessary hours to fucking cover all of their content because pluto actually has a lot of shit on there i was looking for the i was and i did, didn't need to share this but I, I was looking for the movie she's having a baby which i've always loved uh with it's with uh, kevin bacon is from back in like the 80s uh i don't know i just randomly got nostalgic for it um for a second it has that um I don't even know if it's a Cindy Lauper song, but it's, it's yeah. I want to see your browser history. Okay, <laughs> I mean th th that would watching be watching old, watching old trailers, searching for <laughs> "She's Having a Baby" by Kevin Bacon in 1996. Yeah, dude, what I, are I, you I, doing? I I romance the past. You apparently don't. <laughs> it's no, like, listen, it's the difference I, between, between us. Listen, I, I like I like old movies. I love old movies. I, I so then, what are you? Movies. 
<laughs> so then what are we talking about? Looking for she's having a baby by yeah, Kevin because Bacon you didn't Pluto? watch the movie doesn't mean that I don't have nostalgia for the movie. I'm sure it's a movie that you haven't even seen, right? I'm sure there's movies that you've watched in your past that I don't even fucking know. Name name one of your favorite movies from the past that are, that you're you think I won't know. Damn, this you put me on a spot here. Well, I'm sure that, I'm sure they exist, right? Like, I'm sure you've watched shit that I don't know about that you're like, oh yeah, I really fuck with that movie when I was a kid, and I'm like, this, uh, I, I so this is a sci-fi uh, sci-fi movie, Prophecy one, two, and three. I I know of Prophecy. I've never. I don't think I've oh, ever okay. actually bothered to actually like watch it. But that's a perfect example, right? Like, if I'm sure there's times where you get nostalgic for going back and watching Prophecy movies. I have precisely zero interest in watching any of the Prophecy <laughs> movies, right? So it's not that's not a weird thing to go back and search for old movies. You you. You, you it's it, it's it's watching old movie trailers on top of watch going back and searching for Kevin Bacon movies, dude. Because I, I have uh, there's some questions to be asked here. Well, no, I, for one, I I, did, I love trailers, uh, but then two, it's kind of like um, it's kind of like homework in a way. Because what I love to do sometimes is watch how a movie. Because with a lot of these older movies, I don't quite remember their trailers. So when I go back and watch the trailers, I, I look at how the trailer was presented versus what we actually got in the movie and that sort of helps me with the idea of like marketing of like well what's your what's the idea when it comes to marketing a movie right because that's that's the world i'm trying to exist in um and so i I used to think i used to think you were a very busy guy yeah but uh now i know you're not (laughs) you're just you're just going back and watching old trailers Fair That's enough. It. Listen, Can I do some homework. That's like you do, talking about some design work, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I went back and I looked at these designs, and and you know, uh, look at sort of like what the what the motif was here, or or what the rollout was for this ad campaign. Like, what like is that not? Listen, that that, not that's very true. That's that's very true. But I got a joke lined up here, so I want to tell it. Listen, <laughs> if you if any of our viewers ever, <laughs> if any of our viewers ever, if you ever reach out to Tune Day and he's like, oh, you know what? Let me, I'm busy. Let me get back to you. Just know that he's lying to you. He's not busy at all. Okay. He's yeah. watching old trailers or old Kevin Bacon movies on Pluto. He's got the time. He's just blowing you off. Now I'm going to take offense to it. Uh, Delusions. Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, all right, moving on from Pluto. Okay, uh, the, uh, so the Many Saints of Newark actually comes out this week. Now that we're kind of coming up on it, man, I'm getting more interested in this movie. I I didn't really care f- to watch this because it's a prequel to The Sopranos, and generally, like these prequels to these great shows that we love, or even the sequels to them, not great. Like, well, we I was so disappointed in what we got from uh uh el camino um the the sequel to oh uh, my gosh of breaking bad i was very disappointed and look maybe it's something that i just didn't understand that i need to go back and and watch i don't think so i think think it was just not good (laughs) um uh and so that's coming out this week uh coming out next week though uh we've got finally it's it felt it felt like the like the maybe one of the first movies from the pandemic that was about to come out that didn't come out um that we're now getting although i guess you could argue like all the movies like right uh, black widow and and fast and furious all, all that shit was was happening around the same time but no time to die in particular was supposed to be daniel craig's uh a swan song for the bond franchise and we were robbed of it because of the pandemic um and now we're finally getting to uh to see it uh, it comes out next week uh for the general public uh i am kind of lukewarm on this movie we're going to talk about a little bond thing hopefully here and hopefully we 
we haven't burned all of our time, but um, burned a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, we, we certainly have. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to no no time to die next week. Lamb comes out next week, which is a uh, um, uh, a24 movie. Weird as fuck, but weird as fuck. Might check that. I, out. I, I yeah, I do want to see it. Uh, yeah, that better see not be like. About, like, is, is it in like? It's probably in like theaters I, only or some shit like that. I th- it would it would have to be I, I would assume that because I don't think um, yeah A twenty four has uh has this, sort of like streaming it's, this sucks because like there's a movie that I would definitely want to see I would definitely go to watch I don't know if I'm gonna go to the theaters to watch it though but well, anyway so so the the Charles at least here in Baltimore they're always like you know go there for like one movie and you might be able to just to quickly sneak to another. Not that I'm trying to sit down, I'm trying to suggest that that's what you're trying Charles do. is listening to this podcast. <laughs> you're like, like you son of a you bitch. Son of a bitch. <laughs> we are, we're, we're, we're living, we're on a thread string is what we're hanging on here. Like <laughs> I, I couldn't pay rent last month. Uh, and you're sneaking into well, our movies. Well, I I just laugh at them because they're they're on the thread string. So I just be like, all right. Well, if you're using words like this, then I I feel no good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't figure out which word to go with, Fair thread enough. or string. Uh, uh, then, but so no no time to die. Bond twenty. This is their twenty fifth movie, right? Isn't I 25th? believe so. I believe it's the number twenty five. Yeah. So Bond, no time to die. Shit, yeah, I don't care, and yeah. they're they're gonna be more. So don't get don't hype <laughs> me about twenty five when you're gonna make ten more. Okay, let's yeah. just just say like, hey, this is our twenty fifth one. We've got more coming. Just cast Idris Elba. I'll be more excited. Um, well, we're gonna talk but, about who's being cast or who might potentially be cast later. But uh, it's let, a good list. It's a good list. But um, um, am I gonna? I'm excited for this movie. I can't wait to watch it. Um, you know, I, I don't really give a fuck. If, this is a movie that if it's in theaters only. I'm going to see it. Even if it were in theaters only in Delaware, I'd probably still go to Delaware to see it, which would be very unfortunate. But, uh, you know, wherever this movie is playing, I'm going to find it. I'm going to go see it. It's a random place. But uh, then they've got this an, another movie uh, coming out, uh, American Insurrection, which is basically just exactly what it sounds like. It's basically just a ripoff of what happened. Uh, it's basically people, uh, apparently like a small militia takes over the government uh and uh and people are forced to like you know live in this sort of new state uh, of things uh i was wanting to watch a trailer for it uh because it looks just as campy as it sounds um but we don't have the time to i I just i I don't know about these like big grandiose not big grandiose but like these movies that deal with these social issues but like do mm -hmm. it in such a ham-fisted way like we had the um what was it called the movie that that people didn't want to come out and then didn't come out for a while. Uh, the, I want to say the kill. No, what was it called? The hunt. Was it the movie where like the hunting? Yeah. yeah, yeah they were hunting the hunt, people, like, right? real people. Yeah. yeah it was like the and, NRA upset about it or some shit like that. Yeah. Everybody was up in arms about it. It turned out it was the complete opposite of what every, all the fucking idiots were, were even talking about. But then they had the movie Karen that just came out recently. Uh, that's. Oh yeah. Obviously, oh, God. You know, kind of yeah. the same cloth. It's just come. Just like, yeah. just like try any sort of like artistic, like we, we live through the things. There's no reason that you have to just fucking airlift the actual stories and then re you know and then put them into a movie like we 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 see the news like <laughs> we yeah. saw the thing already like you don't need to just do the thing you know um, yeah so here's how i feel about that movie like generally i like to watch like films and tv shows that are like uh, diversified right like you could tell there's diversity in casting there's diversity in the writing all that stuff right um here's a movie where no, I'm, I'm, you know, no diversity needed because we saw it on CNN. We know who was there. 
and it wasn't anyone who looked like you or me. Well, th- well, this is so. So I think this is like this is like a story that's like post. So it's basically like, what if they were successful? Is what essentially this movie is. What if still? I mean, it's still, still, we we weren't there. So, for, but it's, you know, it's saying like, what? The don't worry about diversifying the cast in this film. <laughs> okay. I'm still not going to see it either way. Fair enough. Uh, moving on. Um, so uh, this past week, we got word that we're getting, you know, we were talking about um, sequels, right? And how, like, you know, we're getting a Gladiator 2 for some ungodly reason. Um, but one movie that we, I don't think we were expecting to get a sequel for, but that we were kind of thinking, nah, this kind of this kind of snap when they first, uh, when the first movie first came out unexpectedly really uh was extraction man um so we got a trailer for the next extraction movie look uh, there was such there there was there was such a non-plot to the first movie that for the sequel they didn't even offer like <laughs> a synopsis he's alive there, that's like, the old that's the premise of the movie they, 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 he's alive and ready to is, fuck shit up their synopsis is sequel to the 2020 action thriller extraction and that's a perfect <laughs> synopsis for and that's movie. all i need that's all you need uh that's so this movie all i need is directed by uh uh, Sam Hargra- uh, Hargrave, who I believe directed the first one, um, and I think he's a um, former stunt coordinator, which is which led to like why the action in movie uh, in the, in that and and how they shot the movie was actually really dope in the, in the first movie. If it was probably the the best thing about the movie was was action t- some of the action action sequences and, as well as how they were shot. Um, and uh, the writer for the movie is Joe Russo, stars of again of course Chris Hemsworth. Didn't really list anybody else. Didn't really need it to. Doesn't really matter. Uh, no, no, no. And this due out next year at some point in time. Look, let's check uh, the extraction, uh, the teaser, I guess, for Extraction 2 out. You're hoping if you spin the chamber enough times, you're going to catch a bullet. the river by but by staying submerged in it listen that was the only audio i needed okay listen this film 
is oh, this this uh I mean the the first movie as well as this remake is like a Philly cheesesteak, right? Like I don't need a synopsis. I don't need to know who's in it. I don't I don't I don't need to know shit about, I don't need to know who directed it. Just like I don't need to know what's on my cheesesteak. Listen, just I ordered the number 2, just put it in the bag, give it to me. Uh, I don't care how many calories or how many fucking uh, uh cl- how much cholesterol is on this thing. Give me exactly what the fuck I asked for. This looks like it. I want yeah. more action. I want more dead motherfuckers. Give me, take the first movie and just amp up the action. That's all I want. That's it. I'm not even sure if they need to amp up the action. They probably just need to replicate the action that they had in the first one because they, this, there was nothing else to the movie other than just mindless action. Yeah. Um, I mean, shit, if, if we're going to do this again, you might as well give me a little bit more action. Give me some extra sauce on it. I feel like it's it's hard to get more action in it because that's literally what the, that's the only thing that happened in the, in the first movie was just mindless action. But uh, but yeah, I, I think that they made the right call. Like this is a, a, a number two that I will completely sign on to because we knew, just kind of like what you're saying, we knew what the fuck we got with the first one. Um, and it was kind of like, that was an unexpectedly cool ride, you know? Um, so I feel like you can't really miss with another one because it's not like anybody's expecting too much from this. <laughs> like we know what the fuck we, you know, it, what it reminds me of are those, um, old movies. Like remember like American Ninja, the movie yeah. from back in the day, they yep. came out with like 12 of those movies and you know, we all watched them. I, I wouldn't say we watched them all. We all yeah, watched a all. decent. <laughs> we all watched a decent majority of them. You know why? Because we know what the fuck we were getting with them. You know, so you know, yeah. I, I applaud your your Philly cheesesteak uh, analogy uh, because you know what the fuck you're getting, and you're just like, all right, let's do it. Fuck it. You know, yeah, I don't give extra, a fuck if it gives me a heart extra attack. Extra steak, extra cheese, yeah. extra, grill, grill everything. Just put it in the bag. Yeah. How much does it cost? Yeah, the heart attack um, so, may might might last a lifetime, but you know it's fuck worth it, it. You know, it's that's this is what we do. You know, uh, yeah. so yeah, that's so, extraction uh, two coming out next week. Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, with this movie again, to your point, I'm glad you said that. Like, I can understand how this movie gets greenlit, right? The first movie had no expectations, right? Because it's like, well, uh, you know, there there was no there's nothing preceding it, right? Um, and it over delivered, right? So the second movie. All they have to do is give you what they gave you in the first one, kind of like replicate that. Now, the magic is if they're able to do give you a little bit more, whether it's more bigger action sequences or tell you a little bit more story. No, no, um, and incorrect. That's all they gotta do. Incorrect. Where every sequel, uh, sequel, uh, where every sequel goes wrong along these lines is trying to make a story out of something that inherently didn't have a fucking story. Like that's where they always go wrong because that's not what you made your bread and butter butter on, and that's not what you're good at, right? So the reason why we like this movie, it wasn't because it was a good story. It's because it's a fucking mindless action that had pretty dope action sequences in it. As soon as you try to step out of your forte and add like a story that's even remotely coherent it becomes the anti of what it was right it becomes a story that's trying to rely now on the story where we don't we don't fucking need that that's not what we need because then it becomes now you're trying to make me think and you apparently can't make me think all you gotta all you can really do is me entertain me so just stick to that and we'll have a that's true except for if we're talking about terminator 2 no, because the first movie was great. What are you talking about? The first movie had a great, the, uh, arguably speaking, the first movie had a, uh, no, it didn't have a better story, but it had yeah, a great, nope. right, but it had a great story, though, in the first one. There's sure. just undoubtedly. That's, so that's what I'm talking Termin- about. The first Terminator movie was great, had a great story, really good action. Uh, T2, they amped it up. They gave you more juice, right? 
Yeah, uh, the, the first they did, Matrix what I'm, movie what I'm saying, was great. You're saying... <laughs> Listen, you I'm saying, the, 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 the first Matrix movie, it was great, great storytelling. Uh, Matrix Reloaded. They told you a little bit more story. They amped up the action. No, but that, all I want to so see in this wait, movie. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Time out, time out, time out, time out. Time out. I understand. I understand the overarching thing that you're trying to say, right? But where I'm, what I'm telling you, right, is is that the all of those stories, the differences between them and what we're talking about here, is that they started with a good story, right? This had no story. This we can all, if there's one thing we can agree upon, is that. The story with extraction, the first extraction movie, was wholly unnecessary. We didn't. Okay, there yes, was no part I, I of it that we needed. I agree with you on that. <laughs> right. So I the moment you where that. you you try to add it, the only reason why we fuck with this movie is because it had really great action sequences, right? And we were like, "Fuck it, that was fun," you know. The moment you try to step outside of that and you add some sloppy ass story about oh Tyler Rake is now you know he, he got a love interest and. He, as soon as you enter in all that shit, now we're entering an uncharted territory. I am no longer on, the, on you know, on the bandwagon for this for this movie. That's what I'm trying to say. Is that if you tried to yeah, add listen, a story listen. to something that didn't originally have it, you're now you're on shaky ground. I don't want him to have a kid. He's maybe trying to save his like long lost daughter in the next movie, or he's trying to like save America. No, no, no. Listen, <laughs> bigger guns, car chase scene. More titties or something like that. I don't know. Whatever you want to do, uh, just needs a little bit more, and that's all I need. Not much yeah, fair more. Enough. Fair enough. Let's let's, let's move on uh, to our next trailer. Uh, so we've got uh, Army of Thieves, which is a, another sequel, but I guess it's more of a prequel to uh, another movie we got uh, in this past year, uh, which was uh, 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 Army of the. Wait, was it called Army of the Dead? What was it called? Uh, I think it was Army yeah. of the Dead. This is right. with Dave. What is it? Dave Batista. Yeah. Um. Omari Hardwick. Uh, yeah. yeah. Army of the movie? Dead is what this. this Tig. Tig. What was her name? Uh, Nataro. Tig Nataro. Tig Nataro. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. So. Yeah. Uh. So the rub on this movie, it's a prequel uh, set before the events of Army of the Dead, which focuses on a German safecracker Ludwig, uh, Dieter, Dieter whatever his name is, uh, leading a group of aspiring thieves on a top secret heist uh, during the early stages of the zombie apocalypse. This is uh, directed not by uh, Zack Snyder, but by Matthias, uh, some other, some name that has one too many weird looking letters in it. Uh, Swagafar? Let's go with that. Uh, That's it. And is, is written by Shay um, Hatton as well as uh, Zack Snyder. I think he's just credited as a story by credit on that. Um, but this uh, stars Matthias Schreigerford, uh Natalie mm. uh, Emmanuel from Game of Thrones, actually. Uh, Game she, of Thrones, yeah. yeah she's uh, uh, who's she? Uh, what's her name? She's uh, uh, Daenerys is like. Yeah, I, I know who she Fucking. like who she is. I don't know what her name is. Uh, uh, Miss Conte or Miss Miss Conte. Yeah, Miss Conte. Yep. Miss Sante. I don't know if it's Miss Sante. Miss Sante. I don't know. Um, but uh, but anyways, uh, Ruby O. Fee and Stuart Martin. This is due out October 29th of this particular year. Let's check out. Perfect timing. Yeah, right before uh, Halloween. Um, let's check out Army of Thieves. Ready, set. And crack! Ludwig Dieter. Safe cracker extraordinaire. Ladies and gentlemen, your winner! We've been watching you. I've been in 
I belong to a crew that executes international bank heists, and we want to recruit you. I mean, I am no criminal. The world's distracted. This window of opportunity isn't just our only chance, it's yours. My only chance what? A life less ordinary. I'd like you to meet the team. Karina, our master hacker. Rolf, our getaway driver. And last but not least, our very own real-life action hero, Mr. Brad Cage. So, is it like in a movie film where each one of us has a different skill set and it's only working together that we can pull off that which needs the pulling off? Yes, it's exactly like that. We've assembled from various sources the locations of the three saves. The Rheingold. The Valkyrie. The Siegfried. All of them are under the ownership of infamous billionaire Balai Tanaka. Any questions? No. Yes, many. Hundreds. Thank you very much. Go, go, go! Let's move! This is about becoming legends. What are you doing? I'm warming up my instruments. All right, Army of Thieves. Uh, yeah, what are your thoughts? Uh, so I love when, uh, and we talked about this like in like a previous show, right? When a movie is able to uh, kind of like pivot away from what we got in the first one or like or, or change directions in a bit, right? We talked about like T, the first Terminator versus like T2, right? Um uh, what was the what was another example that we use about like a movie that like the first film was like very or starkly different from the second one we gave uh it wasn't well, I guess, batman begins and, and dark knight what was another uh, one because like the first, the first terminator one... film was partly different from like the uh, t2 where they went in a different well, I guess direction aliens right Alien is a good example. Like Alien and then Aliens. Alien was like a horror movie. Aliens mm -hmm. is just basically just like an action movie. Yeah, exactly. And like this one is the first movie I feel like was very much an action movie, right? It was just, you know, a lot of a lot of killing and shooting zombies. This one seems more like a uh, kind of like a, uh, uh, a heist movie. Should say, even though the first movie was about yeah, like being, like, like, isn't that wasn't that a heist? Sure, yeah, but it was like we're we're doing a heist, but like the a lot of the first movie was just like action. It was just like this is a zombie movie, is lots of actions, and like they're happen to be doing a heist. I think this movie is going to really focus on like the heist, um, and I like that. I like like the change of pace here. This movie seems a lot like lighter, seems a lot more funnier. It seems like there's going to be like some really like, interesting characters and stories here. Whereas like what I loved about the first movie was just like the action. Um, so I like this. It's on Netflix. I can watch it from the couch. Um, what I like about this movie is it seems like they started filming this like the next day. Well, like, I, 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 I want to say like right before that, because I, I can't remember if Army of the Dead. Do you dead... think they were filming this simultaneously? 
like, I don't think simultaneously, but I think like it was already like in production before the first one even like you know was even close to coming out, or the first one got delayed because of the pandemic, um, and uh, and then we. Uh, and then this one was in production, you know, kind of simultaneously only because it got delayed. I can't remember what the sequence yeah. is, but it, I remember there being some sort of like overlap. Cause I think when we watched the first one, cause we did watch the, uh, army, uh, army of the dead. Um, mm-hmm. and we were talking about it. It was already known at that point. Oh yeah. This is already in production. This is already happening, uh, for army. No, of yeah. And, and from a production standpoint, like it, uh, from a cost standpoint, right. It makes sense. Like content capture, in like an overlapping schedule, right? So like it just reduces the amount of like setup and, and breakdown, right? So like mm, I would imagine maybe uh, if you have like an entirely different plot, an entirely different cast, an entirely different everything, uh, I think it's just a completely different production. And also, I think stylistically, this looks vastly different than Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. So I, I don't know if there's like much overlap when it comes to the two movies. Yeah. Uh, Unless you have to dress the zombies up and do hair and makeup once a day versus twice a day you could probably save some funds there like all right you guys are done filming here on lot a go over to lot b we're filming army of the thieves fair enough um yeah this movie um i don't really uh, okay you know uh, i don't have to go to the theaters to watch this i could watch this from the couch we saw on netflix as i'm gonna press play on this easy yeah yeah, I don't know. I think I'm I'm kind of done with the whole zombie thing. I think I'm definitely done with this whole Zack Snyder's take on the whole zombie thing. Didn't really think Army of the Dead had really anything to say or, or really even do. The action wasn't really that impressive. And then the ending it was just so stupid that I just it was hard to watch, honestly, because we got to the end. It was just it was just dumb. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I think I'm going to promptly forget this one's coming out <laughs> and then just not watch it. I got a lot of things going on in October. So um all right, going to move on here because we, uh, we of course, are pressed for time. Um, so, dude, I wanted to talk real quick. Talk last week about how there were comments that came out about Dan- Daniel Craig talking, is saying that, um, you know, there shouldn't be. And look, the headlines were all fucked up. I, I just want to kind of start there because they I were feel very like, wrong. Yeah, yeah. Because Daniel Craig, he was what he was basically trying to say was that, hey, women don't write better roles for women period instead of trying to horseshoe uh, a woman into the bond role right that look you can do better than bond for women you know um but make that like its own original character let bond be bond and then my only amendment to that though was that make bond a woman i don't i don't really give a shit but the but for those people who are thinking and this story has to do with this um that we're going to talk about if you're thinking that's going to sort that's like, oh my gosh, we're making progress in and you know in, in representation by having Bond be either black, a woman, um, gay, or whatever the case is, then you're misunderstanding like what the actual problem is, right? Um, and so we we get to this point um, where uh, we we have. Um, I think his name's Ben Winshaw, I believe, uh, or Ben Wishaw, uh, who plays Q uh, in in the Bond series in uh, the Daniel Craig era Bond series, uh, and uh, I believe he's gay himself. Hold on, let me. Da, 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 da. I think he's gay himself. Definitely but, gay. Definitely um, gay. Fair enough. Um, uh, but basically, you know, he's doing an interview, and uh, he was. I think he was doing it with the uh, the Independent. Uh, 
or I guess attitude via the independent. I don't know how the fuck that works, but uh, but he was basically asked about you know you know who should be next Bond, and I guess it got speculated. Oh, what if you know Bond was a gay man? You know, and he he replies, so God, can you imagine? I mean, it would be quite an extraordinary thing. Um, of course, I would like to see that. I really believe that uh, we should be working towards a world where anyone can play anything, and it would be really thrilling if it didn't matter about someone's sexuality to take on a role like this. I think that didn't would be Scarlett Johansson say that. My bad, my bad. You didn't finish. Go yeah. ahead. Uh, the most key part to his statement was, I think that this would be real progress. I'm sorry. Continue with what you were saying. No, 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 I was like, didn't Scarlett Johansson like kind of say something like that? Like uh, a couple years ago when she played um, what, which was meant to be an Asian character in yeah, the ghost film, in the shell. Yeah. Ghost in the shell. Yeah. yeah. Sorry to cut you off. I just had to like highlight that. No, no, no that, that's fine. Um, so what, what, the reason why I highlighted that last thing bit that he said was because I feel like that's like the basic misunderstanding of this whole situation um, is is that you can't you can't that that's not progress. Right. Having Bond be gay, having um, uh, uh, Bond be a woman, having Bond be black. That's not real progress, right? The, the whole reason why this whole situation is fucked up is because roles aren't written originally like uh, the, the Bond type character has survived, what, 60, 70 some odd years, right? And it's done so because that's all they've written, right? They've given these these roles to, they've given the, the role of Bond, Jason Bourne, um, whoever the fuck else you want it, but then you get your fucking atomic uh, blonde, you get your Kates, you get your, you know, like these roles that aren't fully like developed, fleshed out characters, um, but kind of like these sort of like, you know, quick pop, flash in the pan sort of situations, um, and those are the roles that are sort of given to the blacks, the the gays, the women's, you know, um, versus making very <laughs> making very strong roles for you know for these these uh, these these I guess minorities uh, who who are sort of um, underrepresented in. Um, in in film and TV, but just making blonde a uh, blonde, just making Bond whatever the next thing is, that's not what we need. Are black directors? What we need are gay directors. What we need are women directors. Uh, what yeah. we need are gay producers. What we need are uh, uh, women producers. What we need are you know black producers. Uh, what we need are uh, you know gay uh, studio heads. What we need are women studio. You know what I mean? Like those are the positions of powers because so so when it comes to like any sort of artwork um uh uh when when it comes to any sort of like trying to create something right you you kind of always just pull from yourself right and so it's no wonder why we just keep seeing straight white men at the head of all these fucking movies right because they're making movies that represent them because that's generally honestly yeah. what you do when you create a piece of art, right? You do it from your perspective. So it's not that it's, it's not the craziest thing in the world to see that we've had nothing but old white dudes in movies for so fucking long because that's who's been able to make movies for so long. So having bond be whatever the thing is, I don't have a problem with bond being whatever. Right. But I, don't think that that means progress. That's just a fucking a, a very uh, uh, a very um, surfacical band aid on a very deep fucking wound. You know. Yeah. Um, 
And so, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, and you and I have different views about the Bond character. We've talked about this before. Um, for me, Bond is an alias, right? So, like, can you have anybody come in and take up the, you know, that Bond alias? For sure, could that new person who um, then dons the, you know, the 007 James Bond title be a gay person, be a black person, be a woman? Absolutely. But to your point and to, like, what Daniel Craig's point was is, like, instead of just, like, saying like, all right, we've done this thing for 25 movies. Maybe we like, uh, maybe we make this person a woman or gay or black. Like, why don't we just write better characters into these stories or just write better stories for like minorities so that, you know, they don't come in and all right, you know, uh, in, in the fourth installment of this thing, we'll, we'll, we'll like cast someone new, but by that time, nobody cares about it or it's lost its flavor. Just write better roles. For, uh, for women, for minorities. Like that's that's really it. Don't just like recast, uh, write better. That, that's really what it comes down to. Um, does someone eventually have to don the, 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 uh, the James Bond title and like whatever upcoming James Bond films those are? Yes. Would I like that person to be someone other than like a white man that we've seen in 25 films prior? Absolutely. Um, but what I hope to see is just more inclusive writing in the upcoming films. Um, but let's be real. There's only one man on the planet that can play gay bond. That's Andy King. You remember Andy King here, right? I, who? Andy, Andy King? King. So you remember the Fire Festival documentary that was, uh, <laughs> that was produced? Uh, well, Jesus yeah. Christ. All, he, if, if they cast a gay bond, it better be him. He was suave. He was well-dressed. He was charming. And we know he would do anything to save his country. <laughs> like, he almost did anything to save the fire Festival. Fair, fair enough. Uh, so, and, you know, and, and if people weren't sort of like, um, if, if they were wondering, you know, oh, like, do we have a precedent for this type of thing? Um, changing Bond to you know anything you like is perfectly fine. But again, I akin it to like remember the whole Oscars controversy, um, uh, where you know it was like the oh, Kevin Oscars, Hart one. No, 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 Oscar so white. Oh, right? Oscar so white. Okay, right. Yeah. And then like two or three days later, we're like basically back to the same place where it's just like oh yeah, like all of the people are they're just they're still white, <laughs> right? Like yeah. so one year they'll. Sh- strong representation like yeah we're we're not we're, you know it's it's we're, we're taking care of our our marginalized people here um and then like the preceding years after the the you know the noise has sort of died down from that now it's oh let's just move the fuck on like let's just continue doing yeah it's like okay we, we nominated <laughs> regina king are you guys yeah, happy and it's like we're done <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's it that's all we wanted um, and so that's that's where i see this whole thing with should bond be a woman should bond be gay should bond be black it's just like who gives a sh- like that's not that you're missing the boat here if, if that's if that's where you're laser focused on and if that's what means so much to you does representation matter and seeing i'm not saying that seeing a, a bond be anything but a straight white dude would not be you know um that it won't be valued uh but at the same time that's not don't accept that and then accept that behind the scenes that you know, people are still underrepresented, you know, like, cause that's, you're not going to solve the problem. If all you're focused on is that figurehead of bond, you're not going to fix the yeah. deep, deeper problem. But anyways, yeah, um, I agree. Let's talk real quick uh, before we get out of here. Look, dude, it's hard sometimes, man. It's hard. Um, sometimes 
we like we like our plot twist, right? M Night Shyamalan has just made a, an entire career at um, it, it it be like it, it, he's made an entire career of like oh, the reveal, like at the end of the movie, right? Oh, you know, Sixth Sense. Oh, he, he sees dead people, you know, and then Bruce Willis. Sorry, you know, to ruin that spoiler for you if you haven't seen that like thirty year old movie. My apologies. Um, uh, but uh. So sometimes you get a twist and you're just like, yeah, this is trash. I don't, I don't think that. And I often think that with M. Night Shyamalan movies, this is trash, right? So a producer for Halloween, Halloween Kills, who I guess worked on the first movie as well, says that he fought against um, a particular twist in the first Halloween movie. And look, I kind of have to fucking agree with them because I thought this same twist was kind of trash. I'll be honest with you. Spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen Halloween yet, or at least the uh, uh, David Gordon Green's uh, Halloween that came out in 2018. Uh, producer Ryan Freeman, um, or Freeman, I guess is how you would maybe pronounce it, uh, began his work yeah, I think on it's Freeman. There you go. Um, on the Halloween franchise with Blumhouse's 2018 movie and is also working on the next two installments with David Gordon Green's trilogy. While fans are eager to see, uh, eager for Halloween Kills it uh, to finally hit theaters, he explained one aspect of the previous sequel that he uh, wasn't a fan of, uh, namely the handling of Michael Myers's uh, new psychiatrist, Dr. Ranbir Sartain, uh, as he put it. I'm going to go on record and say that I was never a fan of the Sartain twist from 2018. Uh, fought that one tooth and nail, but sometimes you get outvoted, but fans react to certain things, and then it uh, it causes us to pivot certain storylines certain ways. So basically what he's trying to say there is that they probably tested the movie, and they were like, oh, does this work for you? And fans were like, yeah, this works for me, and then they just run with it. Um, I don't know if everybody remembers. Um, I guess I, I should also say also, uh, it should be uh, interesting to see if Dr. Rabnier Sartain continue to influence the events of Halloween Kills. Allison uh, will presumably tell the authorities what he did, although uh, he would not be around to study the shape. Uh, instead, Haddon feel uh, basically just to talk about the actual movie. Um, look, uh, so the twist where the, the psychiatrist was like kind of he was setting Michael up to you know to to run around and, and kill people and shit like that. Kind of trash, dude. It was kind of trash because it was kind of like they were trying to turn the whole um, who's Dr. Loomis, I think, was his first psychiatrist. Yeah, yeah right? that was his original. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and he was like the hero of all of the stories. And he was the one trying to like kill Michael or at least get him to stop killing other people. No, yeah. Remember, um, he just wanted Michael to go home. I think that's what in, I'm uh, paying Halloween you for. Four. I think that's in Halloween four where he said so either, either in four or five. It might have been four or five that he says that. Uh, but um, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really enjoy that. Like, I remember distinctly watching the movie, thinking, like, I, I was kind of enjoying the rest of the movie, right? I, I was really enjoying the rest of the movie. Jamie Lee Curtis back, and um, uh, I forget her. I think Judy Greer is her, is her name, right? Uh, I thought she was great in it, and the mm-hmm. whole story they were trying to tell in terms of you know Jamie Lee being kind of you know she's just an old drunk now <laughs> and kind of really paranoid that Michael's going to come back, and and I thought that was all really great. And then when they this whole storyline felt kind of like. Sh- like just like squeezed in there and 
and honestly, just I just didn't care for the character overall. Like, I didn't I didn't care for I don't know if he was wearing a wig or some shit like that or how they fucking were just doing his hair. I I just didn't care for that character as well as the twist that they had for him. Um, I just thought it was all very just unnecessary. Like, we didn't need that plot twist of oh, his psychiatrist is the crazy one. <laughs> Take that, M Knight. <laughs> Take that. Put that in your pipe. Yeah. I don't know why, where I'm going with that, but uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah I just thought it was trash. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it was trash, right? It's like uh, yeah. imagine going to uh, uh, to you know Buccaneers game, right? And you, you came to see Tom Brady play, but then they run the ball all game. You don't want to see that shit. You want to see Tom Brady throw the ball, and I think that's what happened in this first movie. The reason why fans. Uh, when he says like you know it causes a certain pivot in the storyline it's because fans want to see the past game when they're going to watch a brady game we fans wanted to see michael myers in action they wanted to see jamie lee curtis's character in action we want to see that 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 battle right that that constant struggle between those two characters the plot twist you know the doctor whoever it was like that is not why i'm here to watch the movie it's it's fun it's interesting it adds flavor you know, to the, to the, uh, you know, to the, to the, to the mix, but like, that is not really why I'm here. Um, it's just an add on. So I think like, while maybe it could have been done more tastefully, it could have been like a bigger twist. What I'm really here to see when I watch a Michael, uh, Halloween movie is Michael Myers stab people and twist a knife. I don't really care too much about whatever the plot twist is. Well, um, so, and I think so, that's why it worked. So, so to me, what this, what this, kind of strikes as like I'm sure that they, they did whatever testing for the movie and maybe they tested this particular storyline out and perhaps people reacted well to it right I'm sure that that might be might have been the case but for the movie itself as a story I, I genuinely do feel like perhaps they didn't they didn't think the the movie had any sort of like twists or turns in it, right? Like that, you know, in any sort of screenplay, oh, well, we need for a twist to happen or we need for this to happen instead of just relying on the strength of your story that you're, you, the, the main story that you're trying to build, um, you have to have some sort of left turn when people were expecting you to go right that you have to throw into the story and that's what this f- felt like was just like oh we're going to throw in a left turn for the sake of throwing a left turn and not because it makes sense for the story um, yeah and so whereas uh, like this story what made the most sense was just like that straight line right because i feel like that is what that's what i wanted to see i feel like that's what most people wanted to see um to your point and i'm glad that you said that like don't make a left just to just for the sake of making a left like if I want the straight line, give that to me, but just in a creative, fun way. Yeah, and I think that they did, right? That's the problem with it is, is that they told an actual like creative story where you show kind of the continuation of the Laurie Strode uh, storyline, and it was actually really dope. Uh, like you didn't need really anything else on that. In fact, until I read this article, I completely forgot that was even a twist in the fucking movie. That shows you how fucking unnecessary uh, it was to the overall story. But uh, But alas... We shall leave it there, my friend. Uh, we have come to another glorious end to another glorious podcast. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that share button. Share the shit with anybody and everybody, okay? Do us that, that very kindness. We'll be back next week to talk shit once again about TV and film shit, as well as pretty much any goddamn thing we want to talk about, which is uh, seemingly uh, we've got a lot of things happening in society these days. You know, who knows? There's uh, a lot to talk about. Yeah, there's there's a lot of shit to go through, uh, but alas, uh, until we meet again, uh, we will hit the very usual protocol. Fade out, ladies and gentlemen. Have a nice Wednesday or Thursday or whenever the fuck you're listening to this. Okay. 
have a nice night. That's all I'm trying to say. Ha, ha, ha.